Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And if you have hit play, you are listening to Let's Ride, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast as a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers and a part of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com podcast platform wherever you get your podcasts. All you have to do is search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, and what you'll get is our entire lineup of shows, not just the morning lineup that includes Let's Ride, Dave Schofield, Stat Geek, and of course, Michael Beck, our deputy editor, the live mic. Every Tuesday, you get our noon lineup, you get our PM content, any breaking news podcast. Like, I don't know that Dave Schofield and I did a breaking news podcast when they hired Brian Flores, they being the Pittsburgh Steelers, hired Brian Flores as a defensive assistant. So you got to make sure you subscribe, follow where everywhere that you get your podcast, Google Play, Anchor, Stitcher, Pandora, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a five-star rating. It helps with the uh, algorithm and helps promote our product. And it doesn't take any, don't be lazy. Seriously, don't be lazy. All right. There is a ton to talk about. It is Wednesday. Happy hump day, everyone. We're halfway through the work week. I know that you're excited for the weekend, just like I am. And the weather here in the Mid-Atlantic is crazy. Uh, 70 degrees one day. They're calling for inches of snow the next. Hey, it is what it is. It's March, and we're gearing up for the start of the new league year. And we have that mailbag coming up in the second half, as we always do every Wednesday. It's exciting times. But I'll tell you what happened on Tuesday. Well, what happened on Tuesday was a lot of stuff happened on Tuesday. (laughs) If you follow the NFL, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's Facebook, uh, Instagram, you were probably inundated with news on Tuesday. Quarterback news, craziness, all this stuff was going on. It literally made me think of Mr. Vince Lombardi, former coach of the Packers. I would tune into Twitter, and this is what I felt like. That's right, Vince. What the hell's going on out here? There's all this stuff going on. It just seemed like every time you turn on the news, you turn on Twitter, and there was something else happening. It all started with the Green Bay Packers and one Mr. A.A. Ron, Aaron Rodgers. But that's not that is the topic, and we're going to talk about those deals and the moves that were made. But what's happening here this offseason and what's happened on Tuesday that is impacting the Steelers, and it's the title of this podcast, is the Steelers quarterback questions are being answered by other teams. Now, that's not going to make everyone happy. Let's get that out of the way right away. That's not going to make everyone happy. I guarantee you there was a fraction of the fan base that was really upset on Tuesday, really upset when the news of Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson When all that news broke, they were really probably just thinking, great, here we go. But then there were those people that were probably a little bit like me. When I think it was Michael Beck, could have been Dave Schofield, whoever put it in our breaking news channel and our Slack channel, when they put in that Aaron Rodgers signs a deal to stay with the Packers, I was the first person to respond with all capital letters, yes. I didn't want Aaron Rodgers. Said that before, I'll say it again, I didn't want him. Didn't want him at that age. I didn't want him, and, and sometimes his attitude, I didn't want him with a team that wasn't ready to win, and I don't think that's what the Steelers have as we sit here right now on March 9th. Okay, so then the Russell Wilson trade happens, 
and there were probably fans were upset. And I again thought, here goes another. There goes another rumor slash report. Or I don't even think. Let me let me back up. Let me back that up a little bit. I, I, I that spoke too soon. There were no not that I saw of any legitimate credible sources. There were no rumors of the Steelers trying to trade for Russell Wilson. It was brought up as a wow, what if, a hypothetical, but there was never any actual report of the Steelers trying to actively trade for Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. So let's break down these trades, these signings, and how it answered some of the questions the Steelers had in in terms of the quarterback position, the most important position in all of sport, if you ask me, and then also what it means for the Steelers. Where do the Steelers go from here? And that's going to be an important question that we answer before we get into the second half of this show and answer some questions from the mailbag. The Ride or Die crew knocked it out of the park, by the way. Previewed some of those questions. Some good ones. There were some good ones. Some funny ones. And we'll get to those as well. But make sure you stay tuned for the whole show. All right. So first news that happened was the Green Bay Packers signed Aaron Rodgers to a four-year extension. That's important to note. It was an extension. I believe he had one more year on his contract. So in other words, they're signing him for the next five years. Now, this this is where things get dicey because nothing official has been made. The reports, I I repeat, the reports are that this deal is worth $200 million with, and here is the part that makes my mind just bang, just explode. I've heard everywhere from 153 to 156, and we're talking millions, is guaranteed in Aaron Rodgers' contract. 153 to 156 million. Now that could be disputed. That could be wrong. But what we're hearing right now at the moment this is being recorded is that 150 plus million dollars are guaranteed. Now, the caveat to all this is that the Green Bay Packers are in trouble in terms of the salary cap. They're not in a good space. And this extension with Aaron Rodgers is actually going to decrease his cap hit for the Packers this year. That's a good thing. That's a good thing because for the team, They need that salary cap relief. Him signing this extension, similar to TJ Watt last year when he signed his extension, or he yeah, when he signed his contract before week one in Buffalo, it actually caused his 2021 cap hit to go down. So there you have the Green Bay Packers. They're going out and they're saying, look, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's off the market. He's off the market. I constantly go back to what I said last week. I might have even said it on Monday. These reports are fan-driven, they are media-driven, and a lot of times they are driven by players and their agents. Aaron Rodgers won this. He won this in a big way, and what I mean by that is that they went out and said there were three teams that already had official offers on the table. Three teams. Those three teams, the Denver Broncos, Tennessee Titans, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I want to make sure I add this here. And that is that their, their Steelers could have had interest. I wrote the article for the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. I wrote the article about how the, the rumor of the Steelers was kind of debunked or fell, fell flat was the term that I used. It didn't mean that the Steelers weren't interested. It didn't mean that they didn't put in a call. But at the same time, they, they probably weren't going to be able to give the draft capital They weren't going to be able to afford the deal and still kind of retool and rebuild the roster. And so it didn't happen. I'm not saying the Steelers weren't interested. Not saying that at all. But Aaron Rodgers and his agent did a great job 
But all these three teams, look how interested they are. They're putting in official offers, and what do they do? He leverages all of that and gets a big deal. This contract, by the way, it reminds me of an NBA or MLB contract. All this guaranteed money. People went nuts when Kirk Cousins got $80 million guaranteed with Minnesota. This could be 150, almost two times the guaranteed money in an NFL contract is out of this world. Players should be ecstatic. NFL players, I'm talking franchise players, should be ecstatic with this contract. If everything comes to fruition, and this is true, they should be pumped because this means it's going to open the door for more guaranteed contracts. And honestly, as physical as the sport is, I'm shocked it hasn't gotten to this point yet. They need someone like Aaron Rodgers to push the envelope, and he certainly has. But in terms of the Packers, it might give them salary cap relief now, but boy, are they kicking that can down the street. And like the Steelers have found out on more than one occasion, as they paid Ben Roethlisberger throughout his career, eventually you're going to have to pick the stupid thing up. It'll happen. Not right now, but it'll happen. The other move, and and literally in the wake of that news, and that was big news. It was big news on the radio. It was big news on on social media and on the, on the internet. Then all of a sudden, Russell Wilson gets traded to the Denver Broncos, the Seattle Seahawks. It had been rumored there was... I'm not going to say he was a disgruntled employee, but he sure did make it seem pretty obvious that he would be willing to leave if the if if he had the opportunity. And there were a lot of people that wondered, well, where would he go? And that's where Pittsburgh would get thrown into this mix. Well, maybe he could go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it made sense and all, but when you look at what Seattle received, the Steelers never could have matched that. Listen to this. Now, the only thing I can't find, I couldn't find this at the moment that I recorded, was the years that these draft picks fell. So I just kind of guessed, have an idea. The Seattle Seahawks received from the Denver Broncos their first round pick this year, which is the ninth overall pick, and their second round pick this year, and possibly their fifth, a fifth round pick this year. That fifth, I'm not sure about. They also received their first, I would believe, next year and a second next year. So two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. But just like those classic infomercials, oh, but wait, there's more. They also sent Drew Locke, quarterback, not not very good, but they sent a quarterback to Seattle. Shelby Harris, I like him as a defensive lineman. He's a good player. He'll be good for Seattle. And Noah Font, the tight end, a lot of people liked him coming out of the draft for the Steelers. He goes to Denver. That was the pick that I believe they swapped with uh, the Steelers for Devin Bush when the De- the Steelers moved up to get Devin Bush. And so those three players, including those five draft picks, all go to Seattle. What a haul. I mean, when you think about that, what a draft haul for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the Denver Broncos, they obviously get Russell Wilson, and they even get a fourth-round pick. I'm not sure if that's a pick this year or if that's a conditional pick for a f- the future but they still do get a fourth-round pick at some point. But when you think about this, it's tough to argue that the Denver Broncos lost much in this. They did lose draft capital. But again, this comes down to that debate that we've been having as Steeler fans for the entire offseason. Is it worth mortgaging your future to possibly win now? Now, Russell Wilson has gotten the Seahawks to the Super Bowl twice. He's won one. He's been very successful Denver's going to be a very good team. And in that division, I mean, when you think about the, the AFC West, it is going to be probably the best division in football. When you have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you have Justin Herbert and the Chargers, 
Now you have Russell Wilson and the Broncos, and you still have Derek Carr and the Raiders. Who just, they're not a bad football team. They're not a bad football team. And so, but here you have Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. If they were considered to be options for the Steelers, not anymore. And this is where the Steelers quarterback questions are being answered by other NFL franchises. And so what does this what does this leave the Steelers? Where does this put Pittsburgh? What does this mean for the black and gold? Because that's really what we want to know. That's why you're listening to this podcast, because not only are you a member of the Ride or Die crew, you're a diehard fan, and ultimately you could care less about what Green Bay and, and Seattle and Denver do. What does it mean for Pittsburgh? Well, I heard this on the radio. I thought it was appropriate. This one talk show host, my favorite talk show host, a guy that I absolutely love to listen to, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. You can hear him on Sirius XM. And he said that Pittsburgh was one of those teams, and he kind of had them on the fringe of this. But he said there's like three or four teams that are in no man's land when it comes to quarterbacks. And I'd agree with him. They're in no man's land, meaning that they don't have anyone right now that is considered to be the entrenched starter. Mason Rudolph is not that guy. He might have upside. You might have hope in him, but he's not that guy. He he threw in teams like Houston, Miami even, the Washington Commanders. Still, what a stupid name that is. But still, threw them in the mix. Teams that are just kind of like in this state of flux at the most important position, not just in all sports, especially in the National Football League. And Michael Beck has said this repeatedly when he joins me on Fridays, and I agree with him. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. So what do the Steelers do from here? I mean, you think about the free agents or the potential trade targets that are left, and it's just not that appealing. So Jimmy Garoppolo is a name that a lot of fans are going to point to right away and say, well, what about Jimmy G? Well, Jimmy G underwent surgery. And I'm going to assume that it's on his throwing shoulder because the report came out Tuesday that he had surgery on that shoulder on Tuesday. It was deemed to be successful, meaning they didn't F it up, and that he should be throwing by the time they get back to camp. And then the person that reported that, it might have been Garofalo, I think he's from the NFL Network, said, but which camp will it be in? Okay, so if it's it's clearly his throwing shoulder, because if it's his non-throwing shoulder, I don't think that would be this much of a, of a story. I have I want nothing to do with that. I mean, I've said it already. I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want Jimmy G, whatever you want to call him. I don't want it. It's damaged goods. I can live with Mason Rudolph for a year rather than spending money and trade capital to go to San Francisco in this case. I just don't want it. And so then you have this clustered mess of quarterbacks like Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Mitchell Trubisky. Everyone's talking about Trubisky now. And don't think for a second, now you have Seattle, they need a quarterback. Drew Locke is not their answer. I I don't even know why they even took him. That's like saying, um, you know, we're going to throw in a pack of bubble gum. Like that's kind of way I feel about drew lock in this trade between the Seattle Seahawks and Denver. It's like, okay, we'll give you five picks. Uh, we'll give you Shelby Harris, no font and a pack of juicy fruit. Yeah, you got a deal. All right. I can't, man, I love juicy fruit. So I feel like that's what it was. So Seattle's going to be looking for a quarterback. They could be interested in someone like a Mitch Trubisky. Washington is, they've been calling everyone. Is anyone willing to come to play for Washington? Who wants to be the commander's next quarterback? Clearly not a lot of people, but if you pay them enough, they'll probably go there. Mitch Trubisky's probably going to be, they're going to come after him hard, I bet, in Washington. They're going to offer him a big-time deal. 
Maybe that works out. I don't know. But still, you have this situation now where if the Steelers are going to be in play, they might have to overpay. And now, with Green Bay bringing Aaron Rodgers back, everyone is asking, what about Jordan Love? Would Jordan Love be on the move? If I'm Jordan Love, I'm going to the Packers and saying, look, you just signed this guy five more years. I want out. I want out. Why am I here? You took me first in the first round. I think it was the 26th overall pick. I'm a first-round draft pick in the 2020 NFL draft. And, yes, I haven't played that much. And when I did play, I didn't look that great. But I have yet to have a chance to actually prove myself. And so send me somewhere where I can do that. Send me somewhere. Maybe you get something in return. Maybe you get a fourth-round pick. Maybe someone will offer up a third. I don't know, but I want out. And so now everyone's saying, well, would Jordan Love be a potential fit? For the Pittsburgh Steelers, heck, our own Andrew Wilbar saying that if he were in this draft right now, he'd be the top-rated quarterback ahead of Kenny Pickett, ahead of Malik Willis. I'm not sure if I believe it, but I trust him more than I do myself because he knows more about that stuff than I do. You, I don't know. It still comes down. There's no easy answer to this question. It, 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 there's no easy answer here. Let's make that crystal clear. No easy answer. It comes down, in my opinion, when you're talking about these free agents, potential trades, whatever the case may be, two things, two Cs. It comes down to cost and confidence. That's what it comes down to. How much is it going to cost you? And then what's your confidence that they are the answer? So if the Steelers can look at someone like Marcus Mariota, who has kind of been left out to dry here. No one's talking about Marcus Mariota. Still going to be a free agent. Or let's say they're talking about Mitchell Trubisky. Jacoby Brissett, I don't care. How much is it going to cost? And is your what's your confidence level that that guy is the guy? That he's going to start this year? Because if you're not sure, if you don't have that confidence level, then stick with Mason Rudolph. Literally stick with Mason Rudolph. Ride out this year, fill the rest of the holes in the roster, and then live to play in 2023. Yes, it sounds like a bridge year, but that's just the way I feel. If you're going to pay a lot of money for someone, and if you're going to be in a sweepstakes for a Mitchell Trubisky or a Marcus Mariota, then you know what? You better have a lot of confidence that that quarterback is going to potentially be the guy. And if you don't have that confidence, don't make the move. It's not worth the money. Not worth the money. All right, I could talk about this for days. I'm not going to. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to get to the mailbag. Stay tuned. Be right back. Steeler fans, it is mailbag time Wednesday. Let's ride. You know the drill. My ride or die crew is always, they always pull through. Had a, I don't know, about 20 questions or so. Cheeseball 10, let's get this show on the road. Jeff, when will we see your return to Heinz Field? You always mention how it's been a long time since you've gone to a game, but when does that streak end? Hashtag ride or die crew. When you say your return to Heinz Field, it reminds me of the wrestlers. I think it was The Rock that you say, finally, The Rock has returned to Heinz Field. That's what I kind of feel like when you said that. Um, I haven't been to Heinz Field since 2013. That was the last year that I I attended a game, so it's been a long time. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Someone has to run the website. And I know Dave is a season ticket holder. He's always been like, hey, let's go to a game together. I'd love to go to a game with Dave. I'd love to sit right next to him. It'd be a lot of fun. I'd love to meet any of the ride or die crew or some of our podcast listeners out there before the game, have a big meetup or something. 
someone's got to run the website. Like that's just what it comes down to. So if we finally, if, we, if one day we can get that guy, I'll be there, no doubt about it. Corey Eckenroth asked, "The Panthers are shopping Christian McCaffrey. They want a first round pick and a low cap player. If McCaffrey is healthy, he's probably worth more. Do you feel they are trying to move on too soon?" Do you feel they would take less than the asking price if they don't get an offer they want? Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Someone like Christian McCaffrey, the only reason you want to shop him is because he has not been healthy. And if someone's going to lowball you, you keep him because you're not going to want to take less than what he's worth. If anything, you say, look, if let's hope, fingers crossed, he stays healthy and then he has a good year and you're either going to get the production of that good year or he's going to get hurt and eventually you're just going to say, we can't do this anymore. But this will play out on its own. I doubt anyone's going to overpay for an injury-prone player. Southside Doc, he asked, can you differentiate mobility, speed, and elusiveness when evaluating quarterbacks? How does this play into how the Steelers decide potential fits within the offense? This, and he uses hashtag Ryder Crew. Thank you very much, Southside Doc, and this is a great question. So when I think about the three characteristics that you described, mobility, speed, and elusiveness. When I think of mobility, I think of a quarterback that is capable of running the football, meaning if you're running an RPO offense and they are reading the tackle, which a lot of times you have those run pass options, that's what they do, they are capable of keeping the ball and getting positive yards, and I'm not talking about Ben Roethlisberger rumbling to two yards that we saw in 2021 a few occasions. So when I think of someone that is mobile, I would say that the 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 floor of mobility, if I'm giving you a quarterback, is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is mobile. He is not a burner. He is not a Kyler Murray. He is not any of those quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, but he is mobile. Okay, so that's there's a good picture for you. Speed. When I think of speed, I'm thinking of Lamar Jackson. This is a quarterback that when he has open space, he's gone. He is gone. And he can outrun you. Kyler Murray is the same, is in the same type of category for quarterbacks. Elusiveness is a little different. I think of prime Ben Roethlisberger when I think of elusiveness. You think you have him until you don't. Like that's what I think of when I think of elusiveness. Now, when evaluating quarterbacks and fitting them into the Steelers offense with Matt Canada, I think that the the, the minimum they want is mobility. They want a quarterback that can run if necessary, if needed. Elusiveness is great. They typically run together. Speed does not run in with all those other three, but mobility and elusiveness typically do. Patrick Mahomes can get out of trouble. He's not the fastest guy in the world. That's what you look for, and I think that's what the Steelers are looking for when it comes to quarterbacks when they talk about mobility is that mobility and elusiveness. I don't think you have to have a burner. It would help. It's not going to hurt. But that's what I think. Good question. Corey asked another one. How do you feel about bringing in Fitz Magic to compete for the starting role? He's intelligent enough to pick up the offense, will be a cheaper option, and if the Steelers fix the line, he would just have to be a game manager instead of winning games himself. Hashtag Ryder Die Crew. First, I'm not sure if uh, Fitzpatrick is even going to be playing this year. I have yet to hear that. He is getting up there in age. He has been hurt. I know at hip injury, knocked him out all of last year. I, if I'm bringing in someone like that, it's literally as you're the veteran backup. If we get an injury at the starter position, we know you can come in and win some games. I'm not about having him coming in and being the starter like Washington was trying to do last year. 
Zach Farnsworth asks, in what ways, if any, do you think the Steelers, uh, we will see the Steelers offense change without Roethlisberger there to alter the playbook to his style and comfort level? I actually do honest to goodness believe that we could see something that looks totally different. We could see some aspects of it stay the same, the sweeps, the motions, um, the multiple motions leading up to the play, shifts, things like that. But I think in terms of the style and the way they want to attack the defense, it's going to look very, very different. You're going to see more passes down the middle of the field. You're going to see them stretching the field, running the ball in a different way. I think it's going to look very different to answer your question. Alexander Denise, I hope I said that correctly. If I'm not, I apologize. He said, I don't know if it's all only me, but I think we will start Mason and will not draft a quarterback. My shot is his prediction is offensive tackle in the first and cornerback in the second. What do you think? All right. So I could see them going with Mason. I've said that a lot uh, this offseason. I could see them starting Mason. I could see them not drafting a quarterback either. Uh, going offensive tackle, be fine with that. I'd actually would rather see them take someone like a Zion Johnson. We're talking about a versatile interior offensive lineman at 20. Uh, you know, you're talking about someone that doesn't. He's, you know, Tyler Linderbaum is a center, could play guard maybe. Zion Johnson is both. And so when you have that versatility, it's going to really help your offense and your offensive line. I'm okay with a cornerback in the second round, uh, especially if you lose Akella Witherspoon and Joe Hayden in the same offseason. So um, I don't mind your picks, and I don't mind your prediction. Daily Joint Company asks, Hey, Jeff, I feel the cornerback position is being pushed to the side this season, especially in the first round. Not saying the need for an upgraded line isn't equally important, but we currently have one starting cornerback in Cam Sutton. Do you think, given the right opportunity, a cornerback could be a sneaky first-round pick that most fans aren't looking at? Or do you think, would you prefer that they focus on cornerbacks more in free agency, like going after bigger-name guys and then getting more players later in the draft? Not sure how many questions that was, but hashtag ride or die crew. I think there was only two, which you still cheated. But you're you're I, pretty soon you're going to need like three tweets to send me a question. But I appreciate it, as always. Good question. So... I think that cornerback is one of those positions that not a lot of fans are talking about. Everyone's enamored with the lines, whether it's offensive line, defensive line, everyone's talking about the lines. And I understand that that is the most important responsibility for this team this offseason is to take care of those lines. But positions like wide receiver, getting a little bit of talk, but not a lot. Cornerback, I'm not seeing it being talked about at all. And I think a lot of fans are taking like a, let's just pause and see what happens in free agency. I would trust the Steelers getting a free agent cornerback rather than I would drafting one high in the draft. I'd be okay with them getting another Cam Sutton type in the fourth round, but if they could get a J.C. Jackson, a Stephon Gilmore, or even bring back a Kella Witherspoon that changes everything, let's see how free agency goes. That should be the approach. Try to get someone in free agency and then maybe draft someone in the later rounds. Great questions. I appreciate it as always. Aiden Blaine says, How does the NFL determine what to set the salary cap each year? I could never understand why it fluctuates. So a lot of it is based on the current rates of almost everything. (laughs) Um, Things become more expensive. Players are asking for more money, and so they need to increase that number that they can spend. On top of that, and one of the reasons why they're expecting another big bump in the salary cap in 2023 is that the NFL has just negotiated brand new TV contracts. We're talking about with ABC, Fox, 
Uh, now Amazon is in the mix with Thursday Night Football, and we're talking billion-dollar contracts with each and every one of them. Disney with ESPN, obviously, is a part of that. So when you have all these billion-dollar contracts being negotiated, that goes into a pool, and then a part of that pie goes to how much money teams can spend. And so that's more money for the players. They get a piece of the pie. It's all this magic. Do you know what? Dave Schofield, he should try to answer that. Maybe we'll talk about that on the Steelers preview. Check that out on Thursday night. That's a great question. But a lot of it goes into it, not just, oh, well, we need to go up this year. A lot of it comes down to revenue, how much money they're making from TV contracts, the reason why it went down last year, because there there weren't as many fans and seats. It all plays a role but that's a good question. Believe, oh my gosh, believers. I keep on almost reading believe in the Cavs. I don't care about the Cavs. I don't care about the NBA. I hate the NBA. Believers, that's what his name is. It's always going to be his name. If I can be smart enough to look ahead, I would know it. But still, he says, hey, Jeff, now that Rodgers is signed, what do you think about making a trade for love? Hmm, I kind of talked about that in the first segment. I think he is unanimously better than Mason and clearly has no future in Green Bay. That would be three quarterbacks with a first-round grade. Hashtag ride or die crew. I like what you did there at the end, how Kevin Colbert said we had a first-round grade on Mason Rudolph. I see it. Now, Dwayne Haskins, by the way, has not been tendered yet. Keep that in mind. Everyone's always just assuming that Haskins is going to be there. He has not been tendered yet, and when he is tendered, he has to sign the tender. So there's no guarantee that he would actually sign it. So we'll, we'll wait and see on that. I talked about it in the first half. I'll reiterate what I said there. I think the Steelers should put in a call. But again, I don't know enough about Jordan Love. When he played one game this past season when Rodgers was out on protocol, he did not look good. He did not look good. And so if that's the case, remember – Cost and confidence. You got to answer those two questions. If you're not confident, how much is it going to cost you? That's what matters. Brian Haynes, this is a shocker. He says, only one question this week, Jeff. All right, here we go. Would you be more surprised by a trade out of the first round or a trade up? Hashtag ride or die crew. I would be more surprised with a trade out of the first round. If a team that is, let's say the Detroit Lions, they have the 32nd pick, because they got that first-round pick from uh, the Los Angeles Rams for the Matthew Stafford trade. If they say, hey, Pittsburgh, we want 20, we're going to give you 32, and then you're going to get maybe another second-round pick or a third-round pick, I could. I, I think there's. I'd be more surprised um, with a trade-up. Let me, let me answer it the proper way. I think I messed that up. I would be more shocked that the Steelers trade up. Trading out of the first round would surprise me. I could see them trading back. I don't think they're going to trade completely out of the first round. But that's a good question, Brian. MDibs24 says, after your extensive combine... (laughs) He said, after your extensive combine research, do you have a draft crush? Can be in any round. I think it's hysterical. I have a feeling... There are certain people that I interact with on Twitter that get me and they understand that I joke around a lot. He's one of these guys. He's the one that wanted to fight uh, Lewis Riddick, by the way. He wants to box him. Not Yeah, there's a difference. I did not watch the combine at all. The draft crush. I've been doing, my crushes are always who I'm doing breakdowns on. Uh, Wednesday, I think it's a a little around one o'clock. I'm going to have a breakdown on Zion Johnson, the guy that I brought up earlier. But Boston College really like this kid. Would be a great pick for the Steelers. That's who I like right now. It's going to change, though, whoever I do my next prospect breakdown on. Heath Davis says, if you were casting a Steelers movie about what actors play Terry Bradshaw, Ben Roethlisberger, 
Mike Tomlin, Jordan Berry, TJ Watt, and Troy Palomalo. He says, give me Christopher Walken. I'm guessing this is in that order. So Christopher Walken, would that be Terry Bradshaw? John C. Riley, would that be Ben Roethlisberger? Idris Elba, <laughs> who is that? <laughs> Steve Buscemi, Andy Samberg, and The Rock. <laughs> Hashtag Ryder I don't even know what to say to that. He said, OPS, who is a long shot that you would like in this draft that is not really worth a pick, but you would like to see get a tryout? Uh, I don't know. I, the long shots? You're lucky if I know first-round prospects at this stage in the game, and you're asking me about long shots. I don't know. Like, who is the Trey Norwood of this year's draft? No clue. None at all. So we'll see. You did make me laugh, though, with that first one. That was great. All right, here we go. Brittany Shaw asks, I know you have all Roethlisberger jerseys, but is there another player on the roster that you'd be willing to buy their jersey? There is, but I'm very hesitant to ever get one for a lot of reasons. Najee Harris. I love Najee Harris. My kids still make fun of me because when I watch the games and he's running the ball, I'd say, go Najee, go. And they're like, they would always echo that in the background. They're like little parrots. Like, go Najee, go. Go Najee, go. So I would love to get a Najee Harris jersey, but hesitancy based on the fact that a running back hasn't gotten a second contract with the Steelers since Veron Haynes way back in the day. So, yeah, I'm not going to buy that until he signs that second contract. Uh, Other than that, TJ Watt's a safe bet. Um, he's not going anywhere. If Minka Fitzpatrick gets a new deal, wouldn't mind that one. I haven't had a defensive jersey in a while, so that's a good question. StuDog88, he says, what is your confidence level? Mason Rudolph will be the starter day one. Hashtag Rider Die Crew. Confidence level right now, high. After free agency, that could change, so check back, ask later. Nick Clark says, with the recent news of Wilson going to Denver, do you think the Raiders would be willing to trade Carr since two games of Mahomes, Herbert, and Wilson a year? And is that something you would want to see the Steelers do. If so, how much you w- would you be okay giving up? Okay, Nick, longtime listener. I used to talk to him all the time last offseason when I did the uh, the Spotify Green Room app. So I don't think that the, the Raiders are going to want to trade Carr. I think, if anything, they're going to keep Carr. And that's because if you look at the other moves that have been made, you have to have someone. Like, if they trade Carr, who do they get? Who do they have? And They're picking around where Pittsburgh is picking. So you got you who are you gonna trade for? I don't think they trade him. You have a new coach in Josh McDaniels out there in the desert. You gotta keep him. And you gotta hope that he can get this team and the new coach and the new staff, get him on the right track and competitive in the AFC West. I don't think they trade him. I think if anything, Russell Wilson coming to the AFC West, it only solidifies them not trading him. But that's just my opinion. I I've been shocked more more than once today <laughs> Tuesday. We'll put it that way. Matt B says, Hey Jeff. I was talking with a friend about Lamar Jackson's contract situation, and he felt like the Ratbirds would be more likely to win a Super Bowl if they let him go and tried to find another quarterback in the draft, not necessarily this year, than if they signed him to a $40 million a year deal. I'm not sure that I agreed with him, but it did bring up the question I want to ask, which is, do you think it is easier to find a good quarterback in the draft or to build a Super Bowl roster around a quarterback that is taking up a huge chunk of your cap space? This is the this is the thing here, folks. We say it all the time. You win when you have that young quarterback because you have that rookie contract. The Chiefs did it with Patrick Mahomes. You have the, now you have these rookie contracts like Justin Herbert's on that contract. You look at Josh Allen already got paid. Baker Mayfield, the Browns don't know what to do there. I hope they sign him forever. Uh, Lamar Jackson, they don't know what to do there. You were obviously alluding to that. I think personally it's easier to get a good young quarterback 
and build around that young quarterback rather than trying to build around a quarterback that's going to take up a big chunk of your um, salary cap. So this is what happens, and two teams in the AFC North are going to be impacted by that. I have a friend that's a season ticket holder for the Ravens, and he says till the Cows come home, don't sign him. He says don't sign Lamar Jackson, have him play out his fifth-year option, if, if he doesn't sign again and they haven't won a Super Bowl, franchise tag him. If he doesn't want to play, that's fine. You let him walk. He's not going to play. He said he does not want to invest more money until he actually wins a Super Bowl. It's hard to argue, to be honest. Haskin, Haskins QB says, hey, Jeff, how much say do you think Brian Flores has on the defense, play calling, and do you think he'll have a say in the draft room? Hashtag Ryder die crew. So I think that every coach has a say in the draft room. I think Terrell Austin had a say. He still is going to have a say as a defensive coordinator. I think that Brian Flores is absolutely going to have a say. And he, they would be stupid not to listen to him. He was been a head coach. He was in the scouting department for the Patriots and worked his way up. You would be dumb not to ask Brian Flores what he thinks about these prospects. And on draft day, hey, coach, what are you thinking here? Like, we got a couple options on defense. Like, well, what, which way are you leaning? And you take that into consideration. They're having these talks right now. This is not breaking news. In terms of the play calling, I think Brian Flores is definitely going to have his fingerprint on the game plan, not so much on, on play calling, at least not to start. That's just my gut, though. Johnny Bravo ha- asked, Jeff, how would you feel if the Steelers drafted Matt Coral if Willis and Pickett aren't there at 20? You know, I want to see Matt Coral throw because he hasn't thrown yet. He hasn't thrown yet, and he didn't throw the combine. I want to see him throw. That's going to be at the uh, Ole Miss Pro Day, and we'll see who's there. If at the Ole Miss Pro Day you see Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert there, that should pique your interest. But honestly, if Willis Pickett are gone, I don't want a quarterback. And honestly, even if they're there, I would be okay if they didn't get a quarterback. That's just being being completely honest. So that's it. Good mailbag. Great questions. I love how some of you throw in some personal questions. I'm totally fine with that, especially in the offseason. You all are great. My ride or die crew, if you're ever wondering, how can I get my question answered? Jeff is not an expert, but I want to hear what he has to say. So uh, on Tuesdays, follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. All you have to do is around noon, I put out the tweet. I put in a gift. This week was Billy Madison, uh, and you just have to answer, follow, you know, follow the directions. And below that tweet, put in your question, and I will answer every single one. That's it. I will be back on Friday. Hopefully, we'll have Blue Check back joining me. We'll be talking about free agency getting ready to kick off. Man, it's getting exciting. The NFL doesn't die. It never dies. It just keeps on churning. News keeps going. And BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers as well as our podcast platform. Wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow so that you do not miss a thing. That's it for me on this Wednesday. Happy hump day. We're halfway there, folks. As we always finish it out here, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you on Friday. Good to see you.